me there, say amen. 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 Thus saith the Lord, keep ye judgment and do justice, for my salvation is near to come, and my righteousness to be revealed. Blessed is the man that doeth this, and the son of man that layeth hold on it, that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it, and keepeth the hand from doing any evil. Neither let the son of stranger that have joined himself to the Lord speak, saying, The Lord have utterly separated me from his people. Neither let the eunuch say, Behold, I am a dry tree. For thus saith the Lord unto the eunuch that keep the Sabbaths and choose the things that please me and take hold of my covenant. Even unto them will I give in mine house and within my walls a place and a name better than the sons and of daughters. I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Also the sons of the stranger that join themselves to the Lord to serve him and to love the name of the Lord, to be his servants, every one that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it and taking hold of my covenant. Even them will I bring to my holy mountain and make them joyful in my house of prayer. Their burnt offerings and their sacrifices shall be accepted upon mine altar. For mine house shall be called in house of prayer for all people. The Lord God will get which gather the outcast of Israel saith, Yet will I gather others to him beside those that are gathered unto him. All ye beasts of the fields come to the fire, yea, all ye beasts in the forest. His watchmen are blind, they are all ignorant, they are all dumb dogs. They cannot bark, sleeping, land down, loving to slumber. Yea, they are greedy dogs which can never have enough, and they are shepherds that cannot understand. They all look to their own way, every one of his own gain from his quarters. Come, ye saith they, I will fetch wine, and we will fill ourselves with strong drink, and tomorrow shall be as this day, and much more abundant. Amen. And I want to minister to you from this thought today. This dog is going to bark. Amen. This dog is going to bark. Pray with me this morning. Father, we thank you again this day, Lord God, for your goodness and your grace, Lord, your mercy, your loving kindness towards us. Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet heavenly dove, stay with us, O God. Lead us and guide us, O Lord, and direct us in all thy way, Lord, and we will give you glory, honor, and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated this morning. Amen. This dog is going to bark. Amen. There's a thing about a dog, and it is that a dog is going to bark. I don't care what kind he is. I don't care how big he is. He's going to bark. We buy dogs to give us warning and to alert us to danger. Amen. And But the sad thing about this is most people that buy dogs, once the dogs start to bark, you know what you usually say to him? Shut up. Hush. 
But the dog is trying to give you warning. He's trying to alert you that you may have someone that is there or something is going on around that you're not aware of. And he's trying to give you warning to prepare yourself. The Lord said through the prophet Isaiah that his watchmen are like dumb dogs. They're sleeping. They cannot bark. Amen. But since I am called to be a watchman on the tower, amen, it is my responsibility to bark and to give you warnings. Amen. I have come to realize that approximately 95% of born-again believers have no clue why they are Christians. They have no idea why they are born again and why God has chosen them out of darkness and brought them to the marvelous light. 95% of them have no clue what the basic fundamental doctrines of the organization that they are a part of is. Amen. 95 to 80 to 95% of them have no clue what holiness is or what is the basic understanding of Jesus Christ and Him crucified. They have no clue what Jesus meant when He says, except you take up your cross and follow me. You cannot be my disciple. Amen. Most of them have still found themselves loving the world and the things that are in the world and then they wonder why they struggle with so many things in their lives. We are called to come out from among them and be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean things, and I will receive you to myself, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Therefore, having these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit and perfect holiness and the fear of God. You see, holiness is separating from the world and separating yourselves unto God. Amen. It is having a zeal and the desire to purpose in your heart to become and walk like Jesus Christ. Amen. But we got to realize that the enemy of our soul is going to try his very best to deceive you and to turn you and to cause you to go away from God and the things of God because he knows that the things that God has for you is so much better than what you're going to receive in the world. So he tries to sugarcoat it. He tries to put it in a way that you will go after the things of the world the same way he did with Eve as he told Eve, amen, as they, she saw the tree, the Bible says she saw that it was pleasant to the eye and good for food and a tree to make one wise. And so she took of it and she ate of it. But notice after she took and she ate, their eyes were open. I'm here to tell you, your eyes should be open to what the enemy of your soul is trying to do. Jesus said the thief came not but for the steal, to kill, and to destroy. But I am come that you might have life and that more abundantly. Amen. We've got to understand here that one of the failures of Christianity is that we don't know our enemy. I hear people all the time says the devil, the devil, the devil. But they don't know how to deal with him. They don't know how to face him. Paul said, we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness and high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand 
against the wiles of the devil and having done all you can do to stand, stand therefore having your loins girded about with truth and having on the breastplates of righteousness and your feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace above all, taking the shell of faith wherewith you shall be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of God praying always with all prayer and supplication in the spirit and watching thereunto with all perseverance and for all saints. Amen. Because we can't see this enemy. We don't know how to deal with them. Paul goes on and tells Timothy, he says, This know also in the last days perilous time shall come, for men shall be lovers of their own self. There will be covetous and boasters and proud and blasphemers that disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, incontinence, fires, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, hard-minded, pleasures of God, pleasures having a amen, for pleasures of the world and not after God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof from such Turn away for this sort of day which creep in the houses and lead captive silly women laden with sin, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. If this scripture is unfolding right before our very eyes, uh, amen, notice what he starts. This know also in the last days men will be lovers of themselves. How many times do you see people with the cell phone taking a selfie? Lovers of self. It's all about me. See, when it's all about me, then I won't do what God is saying to do. See, I've got to realize that the enemy's goals is to try to trip me up. Amen. I've got to realize that I've got to be alert to the things that he's trying to do. Paul goes on to Timothy, says, now the Spirit speaking expressly. That in the latter days, some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils, speaking lies in hypocrisy, having their conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidden to marry, and commanded to abstain from meats, which is good, which God have created to be received with thanksgiving of them which believes and know the truth. For every creature of God is good and nothing to be refused if it is Receive with thanksgiving, for is sanctified by the word of God and with prayer. What are you hearing in the news, everybody? is constantly, don't eat this, don't eat that, don't do this, don't do that. Amen. And the church is falling into that foolish trap. God says salt is good. So who's you going to believe? As the song says, whose report? Will you believe? Notice he's calling it doctrines of devils. Amen. Everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to go to church. (laughs) Most people don't even believe there's a hell anymore. There is a hell, whether you want to believe it or not. And you're going to spend eternity either heaven or hell. Amen. You can have the Holy Ghost and the devil at the same time. That's the doctrine of the devil that is out there that they're teaching. 
that you can have the Holy Ghost and the devil at the same time. It can't happen. Amen. So if somebody tells you that, that's the doctrine of the devil. Amen. So you need to be aware of these things. People tell you, you don't need the church to be saved. That is the doctrine of the devil. Jesus wouldn't have established the church if he didn't want you to go to the church. Amen. You need to understand some of these things. Amen. Don't just sit there and listen. Amen. And not do something about it. James tells you to be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own self. Amen. You are not going to heaven without being baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins. You're not going to tap dance through the lines and, and get into heaven without the principles and the things that God has established as he told Moses. See that you make all things according to the pattern which I showed you, which is in the mount. Amen. We've got to realize that, that Jesus Christ is the way. He is the truth and he is the life. Amen. Stay with me this morning. We should not be being the Amen. If anybody should know, it should be those of us who is born again of the water and the spirit. Amen. The truth should be in us. We should be living the truth. We should be able to understand the truth and not to be misled by corruptions and the wrongs and the things of this world. Amen. We have got to set our affections on things above and not on things of this earth. Amen. We have got to realize that God's word is forever established in the heavens above and in the earth beneath. Uh, and the heavens and earth will pass away, but his word will not pass away. As a child of God, you've got to build up yourself uh, on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keeping yourselves uh, in the love of God. Daniel says uh, in Daniel 7.25 that he will speak great words against the Most High and strive to wear out the saints of the Most High. And this is what the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to wear you down and to wear you out. That's why all this evil is going on in the world. Let me read you a little thing here. Maybe you already know about it. Maybe you've already read about it. You can see the good-looking guy on the cover. It's called Satan's Convention. and You probably have heard it. Satan called the Worldwide Convention. In his open address to his evil angels, he says, we cannot keep the Christians from going to church. We cannot keep them from reading their Bible and knowing the truth. We can't even keep them from forming an intimate abiding relationship experience in Christ. If they gain that connection with Jesus, our power over them is broken. So let them go to their churches. Let them have their conservative lifestyles but steal their time so they cannot gain that relationship with Jesus Christ. This is what I want you to do, angels. Distract them from gaining hold of their Savior and maintaining that vital connection throughout their day. How shall we do this, shouted his angels. Keep them busy in the non-essentials of life and invent innumerable schemes to occupy their minds, he answered. Tempt them to spin, 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 and borrow, borrow, borrow. 
persuade the wives to go to work for long hours and the husband to work six and seven days each week, ten to twelve hours a day so they can afford that empty lifestyle. Keep them from spending time with their children. As their families fragment, soon their homes will offer no escape from the pressures of work. Overstimulate their minds so that they cannot hear that still small voice. Entice them to play the radio, cassette players, MP3 players, whenever they are driving. Keep the TV, the VCRs, the CDs, the DVDs, and the PCs going constantly in their homes and see to it that every store and restaurant in the world plays non-biblical music constantly. This will jam their minds and break that union with Christ. Fill their coffee tables with magazines and newspapers and pound their minds with the news 24 hours a day. Invade their driving moments with billboards. Flood their mailboxes with junk mail, mail order catalogs, sweepstakes offers, and every kind of newsletter and promotional ton and free products as service and false hopes. Display skinny, beautiful models of, on the magazine so the husband will believe that external beauty is what is important and they will become dissatisfied with their wives. Ah, that will fragment their families quickly, says his evil angels. Even in their recreation, let it be excessive. Have them return from their recreation exhausted, disquieted, and unprepared for the coming week. Do not let them go out into nature and reflect on God's wonders. Send them to amusement parks, sporting events, concerts, and movies instead. Keep them busy, busy, busy. And when they meet for spiritual fellowship, involve them in gossip and small talk so they leave with troubled conscience and unsettled emotions. It was quite a convention. The evil angels went eagerly to their assignments, causing Christians everywhere to go more, grow more busy and more rushed going here and going there. Has the devil been effective in your mind, in your life? I wrote that in 1997. We need to be aware of what is going on. Satan desires to destroy you. He is not your friend. Amen. He is out to destroy everything that God has created from the creation of the world. Amen. And you and I are no exemption. This is why we're cautioned to put on the whole armor of God that we're able to stand against the wiles of the devil. One of the new buzzwords, I don't know if you've been following it on the street, is called body shaming. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, amen. It's called body shaming. In other words, it's, it's another form of bulletin. They can look at you and say, you're so fat. You need to lose weight. Or that kid is so fat. Oh, you're so ugly. You need to put something else on. It's trying to shame you. Amen. To feel less than what God is trying to make you. And this is one of the undershoots of what is taking place here with so much bullying and things. And as a result, it's causing people to do things that they normally would not do. Amen. This is why, amen, the cosmetic products are shooting off the charts now because 
because they've got people that they're telling you you're so ugly, you don't, you know, you don't look good enough. Or let me put a little bit of makeup right here, and it's going to make you look a little bit better. Could I ask you a question today, brothers and sisters? Know you not that you are the temple of the Holy Ghost? You're not your own. You were bought with a price. You belong to Jesus Christ. Amen. Brother Richard, I can't come to your house with nine cans of paint and say, Brother Bishop, Brother Richard, I'm coming to paint your house. You're going to look at me and say, No, you're not. You're not painting my house with all those kind of paints. Amen. I didn't send for you to come paint my house. Well, it's the same way. Amen. With the makeup world. Who gives them the permission to paint what belongs to God? Amen. It belongs to Jesus Christ. You belong to Him. You don't let the devil paint you any kind of way. Amen. You belong to Him. He's the one that determines what goes in the house and what goes on the house and how the house is to build. Be built. The Bible says, except the Lord builds the house, they that labor, labor in vain. Amen. You've got to let God build you the way that He wants you to be. Amen. The world is going pure crazy with tattoos and body piercing and all of this stuff. It is the mold of the enemy to destroy you. But if you've been born again, I don't care if you've got a million tattoos. I don't care if you've got a million body piercing. If you've been baptized into Jesus' name, stay connected to Him. All things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You stay in Jesus Christ so that when it's over and you walk through the gates, you'll hear Him say, Well done, that good and faithful servant. Enter the joy which has been prepared for you. Praise God. We've got to hold fast. Amen. Don't be taking no Botox shots <laughs> to get wrinkles out of your face. It's going to happen. You're going to get old. It's a sign you're going on. Praise God. You're the temple of Jesus Christ. Paul says, no, you're not. That the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor idolaters, nor feminists, nor abuse them with themselves, with mankind, nor thieves, nor covetous, shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you, but you've been washed, but you've been justified, but you've been sanctified by the name of the Lord and by the Spirit of our God. All things are profitable to me, but all things are not expedient for me. I've got to hold to the Word of God. David writes in Psalms 36, verse 9. He says, For with you, God, is a fountain of life, and in your light shall we see light. Jesus Christ would later say, I am the light of the world. He that follow me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. John tells you in First John chapter 1, verse 5, he said, This is the message which we have heard of him, and declare unto you that God is 
is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we know him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus Christ will cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we get into the word, it will open our understanding. The psalmist says, Lord, open thou my understanding that I may behold the wonders out of thy law. The word of God is quick. It is powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividers of under of soul and spirit, and joint and mire, and is the discerner of the thoughts and the intent of our hearts. Amen. With him is the fountain of life. This is why Jesus told the woman at the well and John 4. He says, you can keep coming to this well all you want to. You can keep drinking this water, but it's not going to satisfy the thirst that you have. Amen. You can keep drinking this stuff and you're going to keep coming back for more. But if you allow God to be the fountain upon you and let his spirit be in you, you will constantly be overflowing with the bubbling spirit of springs of living water. This is why Isaiah says, I thirsted in a barren land of sin and shame, and nothing satisfying there I found. But to the blessed cross of Christ I came, where springs of living water did abound. I'm dwelling and drinking from the springs of living water. Happy now I am I. My soul they satisfy. Jesus says in Jeremiah 2.13, My people have committed two evils. They have left me, the fountain of living water, and hold themselves out cisterns, broken cisterns that cannot hold water. Amen. If you try to do it by yourself, you ain't going to survive. He's the living water that you will drink and never thirst again. The problem with this is we won't open the book. In thy light shall we see light. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, is a light unto my pathway. The entrance to thy word give it light. In other words, Genesis 1 and 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was dark and void. Amen. And God says, let there be light. And there was light. Amen. That's the first example of the New Testament plan of salvation. You've got to come out of darkness into the marvelous light if you're going to be born again. He had to have light to create the things he wanted to create. That's why a tree can't live without the light. It's got to have the sun. Amen. Shining on it. That's why you are related to a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. Your leaf will not wither. Amen. The sun will give you the energy and the things that you need. Jesus Christ will provide everything you need if you get your roots down in him because he is the living water that you will drink and never thirst again. Amen. He is that light that gets you out of darkness. This is what Micah says in Micah 3.7. Rejoice 
thrust not against me, O my enemies. When I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light around me. God will always be around you. You draw not to him, and he'll draw not to you. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Get as close as you can. Amen. You believe there's one God? The devil also believes, and he trembles. Praise God. Trying to be a Christian and not being baptized in Jesus' name is trying to play on the Green Bay Packers in a Minnesota Viking uniform. It ain't happening. Hello? That's for you, Chad. <laughs> Chad, I put that in my nose and I wouldn't even think about you, man. <laughs> Acts 4.12, neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given unto men, whereby we must be saved. That's why Peter says in the day of Pentecost, uh, when they said, men and brethren, what shall we do? He says, repent. In other words, turn around and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, uh, and you shall receive the gift uh, of the Holy Ghost uh, for the promises unto you and to your children and all that are far off even as many as the Lord our God shall call. With many other words did he testify and exalt, saying, save yourselves from this untowards generation. you got to come out. you got to make up your mind. I'm getting out of this mess. The Lord is coming. Jesus said, when you see all the distresses that are coming upon the earth, uh, amen, and the, all the disasters that's taking place, he says, you look up uh, because your redemption is drawing nigh. We've got to realize the enemy is trying to pull you away from God. If you have felt the tug of God to draw you to him, you need to run to him. You need to go seeking and searching and calling out to that name that is above every name. The enemy tried to destroy Job as you see him. Amen. He comes at Job and what seems like a 24-hour period, Job loses everything that he has. Amen. But notice what Job does with all the information that is given as things are taken from him. Job falls down and he worships God. He says, naked I came out of my mother's womb and naked I will return thither. The Lord gave and the Lord is taken away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. You've got to have a heart of worship. No matter what comes into your life, you're going to a better place. God did not promise you a rose garden. He just said, I will be with you all the way to the ends of the earth. And you just need to hold on in the storms of life. No matter what comes against you, don't throw in the towel, but be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Worship him, amen, at every opportunity that you get and at every moment you get. Never stop worshiping him. Praise God. He's going to try to wear you out. But Job kept the positive attitude. He says, I know my Redeemer liveth, and he shall stand in the latter days upon the earth. And after the skin worms has ate this body, he said, yet in my flesh I shall see God. I shall see him for myself. 
He says, my feet has held their steps. He says, I have not gone back away from him. He says, he knows where I'm at. He says, I'm looking for him. He says, I look on the left, I can't find him. I look to the right, I can't find him. I look to the front, he's not there. I look behind me, he's not there. But he knows where I'm at. Amen. That's the key. He knows exactly where you are every moment of your life. Amen. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. You can rest assured. He's right there with you. And you've got to get into the habit of rejoicing in the Lord always. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing. But in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. Am I barking loud enough? Amen. We've got to get this thing down in us. Now is not the time to play church. Now is the time to be the church. We are the church. Now is the time to look like the church, to act like the church, to serve like the church. Now is the time to take up our cross and follow him. Amen. We need to serve with joy. The Bible says Jesus Christ, amen, endure the cross with, with joy. Amen. We've got to pick it up. As I told you, the cross means you've got to have compassion. Amen. You've got to be resisting the things of this world. You've got to be obedient to the Word of God. You've got to be, have a servant's heart. Amen. You've got to be submissive to God and His Word and the things of God if you're going to carry your cross. Amen. You've got to pick it up or you're not going to make it. But I promise you, if you pick it up, it'll give you strength because you're picking up Jesus Christ. You're holding to Him. Amen. You're clinging to Him. We're going to need to get our act together so that we realize how good he really is. The Lord is a strong tower. The righteous can run into it and be safe. Amen. Come unto me, all ye that are weary and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. For my yoke is easy and your burden, my burdens are light. Oh, man. Hallelujah. This dog is going to bark. Come on. Don't be drawn by the world's ways to think. As Paul said to the church of Galatia, are you so foolish? Having begun in the spirit, are you now made perfect by the flesh? It doesn't work that way. It doesn't happen The flesh is not going to make you perfect. This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusted against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh, and they are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these, idolatry, fornication, lasciviousness. Amen. Witchcraft, hatred, various emulations, strife, sedition, heresies, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, Paul says, that I've told you before, that they that do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, 
long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ's has crucified the flesh with his affections and lust. Amen. If we walk in the Spirit, let us live in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another and envying one another. We've got to stay focused to the things of God. Amen. Don't let all that chatter and politics distract you. Don't let the things of the world keep distracting you. Paul says in Colossians 3, if you've been risen with Christ, then seek those things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your affections on things of the above and not on things of this earth. For you are dead and your life is hid with Christ and God. So that when Jesus appear, you will go back to be with him again. Where you're going, Jesus said, is where your heart need to be. He said, don't lay up treasures here, but lay up treasures in heaven. Because where your treasures are, there will your heart be. And if your heart is going to where you're going, that's where you're going to keep going. But if if your heart is here, if your treasures is here, this is where you're going to want to stay. Amen. And that's what the enemy is trying to do. He's trying to get you to put on stakes here. But as one songwriter says, when the devil comes a-knocking, try to show me an easier way. I stand right flat on my feet. I throw my head in the air. I look him straight in the eye. I says, my foot's on the rock and my mind is made up. We've got to have a made up mine. David said, my heart is fixed, oh God. My heart is fixed. I will arise and give you praise. I don't know about you, but this boy's heart is fixed. I am staying on Jesus. There is none other God like my God. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, and you must love him with all your heart and your mind and your soul and your strength. There is no other God. Jesus says in Isaiah, I know not another. There is none equal to me. If you find him, God says, show him to me. You are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servants whom I have chosen. You may know and believe me that I am he. Beside me there is no God for me, neither shall there be after me. I, even I am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. There is none other. Amen. So don't look anywhere else, because if he ain't Jesus, it ain't him. It's not Buddha. It's not Confucius. It's not Mohammed. It's not any of those cats. Amen. They're dead and gone. But Jesus Christ lives forevermore. Amen. And because he lives... I can live also. Amen. I live because he lives. Praise God. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Praise God. We got to make those right choices in life. Amen. And this is what God desires of every one of us. To live right. He says, Isaiah, he says, my watchmen are dumb dogs. Man, wow. When I read that, I went, oh, God's causing me a dumb dog. Because <laughs> I'm supposed to be his watchman. He says in Ezekiel 3, son of man, I've chosen you to be a watchman. And if you don't give them warning and they die, 
and that way that they're dying, living, he says, I'm going to hold you responsible. So that's why I say this dog is going to bark. <laughs> he says, they're dumb dogs. They're slumbering. They're laying down. Can't even bark. Like old hound laying on the store porch. I'm sure you've seen some of them. You just walk by. You just laying there. But not this one. Oh, no. I'm going to bark. I want to tell you in love. I want to give you the warnings. This place is going to go away. As I said, you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. You belong to God. Amen. Don't listen to the world. Don't listen to the world telling you what you can eat and what you can't do. Amen. Listen to the word of God. That's who you need to be listening to. See? And if you listen to the word of God, he'll show you what not to eat, what not to drink, what not to take on and do this stuff. Because he's the one that has your best interest in heart. And I guarantee you, when he do it, you're not going to be belligerent or anything else. You're going to be a servant of God. You're going to reflect him in the earth. And it's going to draw other people to you and to him, which is his goal. So don't be drawn into this foolishness. Amen. If you feel you need to lose a few pounds, just pray and say, God, give me some directions. He might send you on a few days fast. I know we don't fast to lose weight. We fast to draw to God. And his wisdom and his knowledge is so that we can deliver others out. See? But at the same time, he may use it to help me because I prayed and said, I need to lose a few ounces. <laughs> but that's not what you fast for, to lose weight. Don't, don't get that in your, well, that, don't think I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. Okay? And you do what you want. Okay? But I'm just giving you warning. <laughs> To let God be God in your life. Let God orchestrate your steps. Let God give you counsel and wisdom. Paul told Timothy, all scripture is given by inspiration of God. And is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections and instructions and righteousness. That the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Amen. God knows what we need. I want to have my joy bubbling over all the time in him. Amen. I can't wait for him to come. I want to be ready when he comes back for me. I want to know that I have held on. Amen. From the time he put me in the pathway so that when it's all done, he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter the joy which has been prepared for you from the foundation of the earth. I want to open these altars this morning. Maybe you've been struggling in your walk, or maybe you've have listened to the ways of the world, and you feel 
I need to get back in the right path to where I'm serving God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. And give him that opportunity. If you here this morning, you don't have the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Jesus says, how many of you fathers having sons, if they ask you for a fish, would you give them a scorpion? If they ask you for an egg, would you give them something else that's not good? He says, but how much more would your heavenly father give the Holy Ghost to them that asked him? See, you want the spirit, you have to ask for it. You have to come and believe that God will do it for you. If you've never been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ for your remission of sins, hey, there's water. What doth hinder you? If you repentant, amen, and ask God to take away all those old sins and things, hey, we'll bury you. Because that's what baptism is, is a burial with Jesus Christ so that you can rise up and walk in newness of life. Old things will be passed away and you can start afresh and anew. Amen. So as they play and they sing this morning, these altars are open for you if you're here this morning. Amen. I will serve him because I love him. He has given.